This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, Mansfield Town have done it. Yes, they finally, finally done it. They've only gone and handed Barrow their first win in the Football League since the 1970s. Christ, what a night. Mansfield Town lose 4-2 at home to Barrow, where allegedly, according to the commentary team late on, the Radfords were watching. Is this the end of the line for Graham Coughlin, who still remains winless this season as Mansfield Town manager? To be honest, there's a lot of frustration, a lot of feeling... And we need this time to get our thoughts together. Get your comments in right now. This is the Cooldown Post-Match Reaction Show. Mansfield Town 2, Barrow 4. It's all going wrong. And welcome to the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. On a wet, cold, horrible evening, Mansfield Town slumped to a 4-2 defeat at home to Barrow. An embarrassing display which saw another Stags debutant get sent off. Aaron O'Driscoll, this time giving his marching orders for a second bookball offence in the second half. I'm sure there'll be a lot of chat about him. But as, as I can already see from the comments, there's a lot of chat about the future of Mansfield Town manager Graham Coughlin. Is he still the manager? Well, we'll keep our eye on all social media channels uh, tonight. Joining me, as always, Cam Felton and Nathan Edge. I'm going to ask you both, because I want to dive straight into these comments, I'm going to ask you both for one word each to describe the absolute shambolic mess that we have just witnessed at the one course stadium cam i'm going to allow you to go first give me a word oh pathetic nathan what's your word diabolical absolutely let's scroll all the way to the top of these comments if i miss any of them i do apologize uh, as always um, and we'll try and get through as many of them as we can tonight we'll of course talk about and dissect uh, tonight's game as we go through the show i'm not even going to bother putting the usual timer on tonight because there's a lot to be said and i don't think we can fit it all into uh into half an hour. Jamie has kicked us off tonight by saying, well, what do you say to that? Uh, Daniel says, Stetch couldn't catch Corona. Um, Chris says, he's got to go. Paul Cook, Clough, Clark, who knows, but I'm sure we will find out soon. Um, Craig says, turn off the light, Graham, taxi for Cochrane. Craig says, Groundhog Day. Uh, Clive says, we will be on bad. Barrow should be disappointed to have left with only four goals. Absolutely. I thought they played us off the park tonight. Um, Gary says, with better finishing, Barrow could have had eight. More energy than us. More idea than us. More men than us. 
Um, Jack says, sacked in the morning. Uh, Jamie says, were the Radfords there? We don't know. We can't say yes or no. All that I heard, and I don't know about you, Nathan Edge and Cam Felton, uh, was that Martin and Dean referenced them uh, at the very end. But at that point, I'd pretty much uh, switched off. Uh, was the reference to them being in the director's box, Cam? Uh, apparently so, yeah. The, um, it was mentioned a few times that obviously David Sharp was there, but it was m mentioned towards the end that, that John and Carolyn were there. How true that is, I don't know. This is just going off what um, Martin and, and Dean have seen. So who knows? But you just don't, you wouldn't mistake that sort of person, would you? I don't think I don't think you would, Nate, would you? I mean, especially from where the from from where the commentary team were as well, and where they're situated. Surely they've got to have been been there. Interesting, of course, that usually you know she does post her movements on Instagram. It's been quite quiet over the last couple of days as well. Is is that an indication, maybe? Yeah, I mean, I'd be uh, I'd be very surprised if Martin and Dean were to get it wrong, and I don't think they'd say it. Um, you know, if if they weren't sure, because yeah. obviously they'd know what a reaction it. It would get which it which it has so um, you know it is it does make you wonder you know they certainly haven't come back to England for the weather have they so uh, they've they've come back for a, for a reason it would seem and uh, I guess time will will tell what's going to happen next absolutely nine games uh, without a win uh, this season worst start for, for, for years, worst managerial record for, for ages. Nothing seems to improve. If he is still Mansfield manager uh, this time tomorrow, I will be very, very, very surprised. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Uh, Mark says, well, that was poor to say the least. Uh, another Mark says, that, let's hope that he's gone now, chaps. Uh, Jeff says, oh dear, managing not good enough and his players are awful. Tom says, football was supposed to give people something to cling on to through COVID. Um Joel says, I'm sure we have the quality for a good season, but the style of play is unbearable. Um, uh, Clive says, big audience tonight. Craig, I wonder why. I wonder why indeed. Um, Martin says, honestly, I don't think I've seen a Stags team play so poorly in 52 years. Totally devoid. Uh, Wayne says, pathetic, shambles, embarrassing, total, no passion, no ideas. He's got to go now. So off right now. Um, Rob says worst manager in I, in I wonder if this bell's on commission tonight. I think I might that have. That bell was a good investment. It wasn't was it? a very very good inbe investment, especially when we play so goddamn awful. We uh, need a bell sponsor. We do need a bell sponsor. Uh, could we sponsor? No, I'm not even going to go down that line. Uh, Rob says worst manager in our entire history. That's not even based on opinion either. He's made us look conference north standard at best. We wouldn't even survive uh, as it stands in the national league. Um, Gary says, director of football and the Radfords in the ground. A decision uh, awaits, surely. Um, Simon says, I've put Sky Sports News on hoping to see Mansfield Town have sacked their manager after a... He's doing there. See the bell coming into use again. Um, Alex says, at least we get Chesterfield back next season. Yeah, a lot of people are talking about going down to the conference and being able to go. Horrible newsflash. I hate to make your night worse for you. Can't go unless you're below Conference North. Um Gotta love COVID. Uh, Jamie says, well, lads, it's been rubbish. Uh, Roy says that was embarrassing. To be honest, most of the comments are, are all pretty much uh, along the uh, the same lines, to be honest. I could spend uh, a long, long time going through pretty much um, pretty much all of them. Um, lot of, uh, I could spend a lot of time going through all of these uh, tonight, but I think it would literally just be me repeating the same comment, albeit worded differently, uh, over and over again. Let's dive into it uh, then. Let's get into the crux of this because the, the conversation is all about, in the chat at the moment, it's all about the future of Graham Cochran. Let's not even look uh, at the game for, for five minutes or so. Let's just look uh, as he, at his record so far. We said it after five games, Nath, um, that it, it wasn't quite good enough and that it needed to improve over the next five. Well, um, on Saturday, Saturday's upcoming game would be the 10th game and there's been absolutely zero improvement. In fact, I'd say we've actually probably got worse in some respects. We got glimmers, and I mean little glimmers of hope uh, on Saturday where we where we played played all right as an improvement to what we were, but you know still didn't really look like threatening that much. So that's the only little glimmer of hope, and we can't hold on to that because um, you know you, you go to tonight and we've we've come up against a side that's just been promoted, uh, a side that also hasn't won a match this season, a side that's away from home. Um, you know, and aside that on paper, and obviously we know football isn't uh, isn't one on paper, but 
with the investment this uh, this 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 club and this team has had, you think we should go out there, do the business, and get our first win, uh, you know, on on the board. But it was uh, quite clearly the opposite. So, you know, based on that, the fact that this whole season, you know, nine games in in the league, and obviously you had in the cup games, we've just not been anywhere near any of the other teams, and I still think we've got a lot harder opposition to play yet. So. Um, no, it's it's. I, I'm normally, and you guys know this. I'm normally a guy that I'm quite sort of um, patient, and I try and I, I hate to be calling for a manager's uh, head at this point of the season. But I just I'm starting to get a bit worried now that we are truly on our way to a relegation battle, and I never wanted to uh, to see us there again, especially uh, you know in League Two. I don't want that trapdoor looming. Yeah, and I think that's the key thing. You know, you mentioned exactly the same as me there, Nate. I think I've always sort of been uh, relatively patient and sometimes the voice of reason, um, especially between me and my dad. He sort of tends to, to wield the axe a little bit quicker than what I do, and I'm always the one saying, no, let's give it a little bit of time, let it, let it gel. But we've both simultaneously, perhaps over the last two or three weeks, said exactly the same thing, that it is just not working. And it's essentially prolonging the inevitable and... I don't think it's fair fair for us because, like you rightly said, Nath, we've made a lot of investment over the summer. We've brought in top quality players, George Maris, um, Ollie Clark, Marek Steck to a degree who's played at a, a high level, although it's not quite worked for him yet uh, this season. You know, Faz Rawson was playing in a Forest Green side that were, were up and competing uh, last year. Jamie Reid, who was scoring goals for fun, albeit a couple of divisions um, below. We you know we managed to get Andy Cook back and 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 things like that. We we've really really invested and yes we've obviously lost um, CJ and, and Danny, but you know we, we've still got enough in there to to be up at the right end of the table and it's just not working. And, and for me, Cam, we have to now be a um, proactive board decision, a proactive club in identifying that something is not just wrong but drastically wrong. And not allow it to continue because should we allow it to continue, it's only going to go one way for me, and that is with Mansfield Town playing conference football next season. And we have worked so fucking hard as a club to get away from that mentality. Yeah, 100%. And I think uh, just a comment that's just come in from Jamie Hood says if we don't turn things around, we'll, uh, we will leave it too long and end up being a relegation. And that's the exact point. Now it's now the time do we bite the bullet get rid of him get someone else him do we give it a bit longer the argument is we've given it nine games now and we've still not won a game we don't look like improving we see like you said we see small improvements week on week on week and then we just take two massive stakes back just just an example tonight it, we just struggle to keep the basics it's like we just it's it's heartbreaking to watch because as a club, we've grown so much in the last six years since coming up, for, uh, six, seven years since going up from the conference. And we're just heading, it's just like we're going to throw it all away this season. So I think, yes, if the Raspers were there tonight and David Sharp, they need to be having a chat and say, look, this is what's happening. Someone's going drastically wrong. We need to change it. And yes, it's horrible to be calling for a manager's job because it's his life and whatever. But when when your club is doing so poorly and there is just no way you think you can turn it around, then the, unfortunately there is no choice but to get rid of him. I'm going to come back to a few more of your guys at home's comments. They are absolutely flooding in. So again, I apologise if I've missed any and I will be skipping ones which we've already maybe uh, touched upon. Uh, as well basically otherwise we will be here till three o'clock tomorrow morning and we've all got things to do um uh, pedro 12 people watching tonight so 114 on mine mate so let's go with the higher <laughs> stats yeah um doesn't matter keep getting involved with you. this is the platform for you to have your say as always pedro says i've resisted the graham cochran out campaign until tonight a squad of decent players but he just can't manage for peanuts um uh, Ollie says uh, Radford's being there has got to mean something. Uh, Nathan says that yes, the reference was uh, to them being in the director's box. Um, 
Stephen says, whoever takes over has got a big job to do. Um, well, let's touch upon that for, for, a, for a second. Obviously, you know, it's all speculation at the minute, and I sort of want to... I'm, I'm trying to resist this chat as much as I can because I, I, I want to change it for when the news does eventually, inevitably, come to talk about it then. Um, but in terms of, you know, who's out there at the moment, our last X amount of appointments have all been rash appointments uh, for me, in, in my opinion. Um, and for whatever reason, it's not it's not quite worked out. Um, and I think... You look at who's available at the minute. We've paid money for managers for you know for a, a couple of times over the last god knows how many years, and it's not quite paid off. There are a pool of managers out there at the moment who have got the experience in this division and as coaches to turn this bunch of players around. These are not bad players. It's it, for whatever reason, it's just not not working, and I think that's that's why we are so as a group of supporters here i think that's why we are so adamant or or keen on on seeing this change made because i think we all know that there are x amount of names out there nathan who we can just have rich pickings from and it won't necessarily cost us in terms of conversation compensation to another club to bring them in yeah i mean as i sort of mentioned earlier i'm not uh, you know, I'm normally reluctant to be one to chop and change managers all the time, but the one thing that makes me sort of more in favour of it at this present time is because of the fact that there are a lot, uh, or, or you know, a really good handful of candidates out there that you know we might have a chance. Obviously, we you know we can't say you know we we're not a massive club, but we are in a club that's uh, that should be in a better place in the you know in certainly in our division and, and higher, you know, we are with the training facilities and and the the club off the off the field, you know, is in a in a is in a fantastic place. And um, you know, that should be an an attraction to uh, to any possible candidate. So, you know, for that reason I don't think any of those names that have been uh, you know thrown about I don't think they're impossible. Um, and the fact that we don't have to go and play pay compensation to another club is also a positive, especially in the current climate for us, because obviously it means paying up another manager, uh, you know, in Graham, if we do make the change. So, you know, there, there are positives there. And I just hope that we uh, we, we give it to one of these guys that have, have got a bit of a reputation. And I think they'll get the fans on board because it's what we all sort of want to see. And um, I think the differences between our last two appointments, so you could even probably go further to, 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 to Flitcroft as well. I think if we can bring in the likes of Cook or Clough, or, you know, even Cowley's, which I think is probably most unlikely. But, you know, names like those, I think there's not going to be many supporters out there that are going to have question marks like they did over Dempster and they did over over, over Cochran because I think they'll give them a bit more trust and, uh, and they'll get more time. And I think it's not going to be a manager comes in, click of the fingers, and it's fixed. Yeah, this is not an easy fix. A lot of hard work to do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a manager with a reputation like that, I think, has got to be key. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what Jamie says in the comments as well. He asks, what's gone wrong? We need an experienced manager. And a lot of people in response to uh, that and in response to talking about who they'd like to see uh, replace uh, Graham Coughlin, if slash when slash if slash hopefully when um, he does uh, leave the club. Uh, a lot of, a lot of people saying that Nigel Clough, he's certainly top of uh, my hit list. Again, another conversation for another day, uh, if and when, slash if and when, etc. That does happen. Keep your comments coming in. Let us know your thoughts on, uh, on the games uh, tonight as well. Um, comment from Matt says, would Craig, Cam or Nathan take Flickcroft back? Seen a lot of posts about him lately. Again, um, I'm going to ignore that one for now. Not that we're dodging the question, but I just think that's a, uh, a discussion which will take about another four hours and I would actually like some sleep at some point tonight. Not that I will be able to sleep because when I close my eyes, I will watch Barrow cut through us uh, like a knife through melting butter. Uh, no, literally, yeah, like a knife through melting butter. I'll edit that bit in. Oh, it's live. Oh, dear. Um, Nathan says, uh, if I feel so, uh, if I feel uh, a new manager comes in, as all new players have signed two-year contracts, haven't they? Yeah. Um, but again, uh, it's not necessarily the players, is it? It, it only takes a, a motivational coach and manager to get the best um, out of uh, certain players, tweaking formations, etc., etc. Uh, Andrew says we should be at the top half of the table, not in the bottom three. Um, Rob says he came for the money, spent the money, and the players are not doing it. 
Um, Rebecca says, uh, last time we played Barrow, a manager received an Aston Martin. This time it's a taxi. Uh, Matthew uh, Matt says, announce uh, any of Alexander, uh, Cowley or Cook. Uh, Steve says, oh my word, Barrow have always, in my opinion, been the worst team we've ever played against. Surely three points were going to come our way. I must be deluded. Uh, this hurts me more than anything that has, happen- that has happened in the decades I've followed uh, the Stags. Uh, keep your comments uh, coming in. James says, I'm sorry, but you can't expect to change the whole squad and expect us to gel and hit any sort uh, any sort of form. Um, personally, I think we've had enough time now to to gel and hit form. And if it's not firing after nine games, let's say um, ten, if we include the the Preston Cup game, Cam, then it it's not going to do because at least uh, you know at least you would see certain signs of it starting to stitch together, starting to, starting to come together. But it's not. It, it, in fact. If anything, it's almost like with every game that passes, a stitch of the tapestry starts to be picked away at. Yeah, it. Just, I really am lost for words. I just don't know how to how to describe. Firstly, how I feel and what I can actually say live. It's just from last. We've got a much better squad from last season. Much better than last season's squad. But it's just falling to pieces, and it just seems that there's just no no leadership from the touchline. There's no leadership from the or actually on the pitch, i.e. the captain. And it, yes, everything. It's like we we start to do do things right and start stitching up our season and, and fixing it and everything. Uh, but just week by week, we're just then undoing all his work, and it's just not good enough. Uh, Jamie says we have an excellent squad of players who just need the correct level of guidance and in need of someone who will kick them up the backside and give them uh, heat. Uh, Roger says action needs to be taken very soon. It can't get any worse, can it? Uh, Clive says, Nigel, you've missed a call on your iPhone. Who do you know in Portugal? Um, keep your comments uh, coming in. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the game then tonight. Uh, again, I'm, I said it in the group chat and I said it sort of privately. I have... The teensiest, and I mean minuscule teensiest bit of sympathy for Graham Coughlin, and I mean like 0.0000001% in the fact that the COVID situation is is hitting hard. Obviously, without Mel Benning, uh, without Corey O'Keefe, we're also now without Ryan Sweeney, who was who was absent uh, today. And then injury-wise, obviously, you add Ollie Clark into the mix um, there as well. But that said, we were sort of saying uh, as well, Nathan, at the, the start of the season, that this would be a, a prime opportunity with all the COVID restrictions and all what's bound to unfold with COVID to keep the younger players like Jimmy Knowles, Josh Scott, um, Aidan Walker, Jason Law, etc. could list them all around the club. Um, for exactly for situations like these to come in to help us out to boost the numbers to get us firing to to sort of keep us ticking over we've sent them out to get game time and I think that's a, another negative tick in Graham Cochran's box is the fact that it's backfired it has backfired because we are desperate at the moment uh, for for these players to come in and for whatever reason it's not there. Even those who are at the club aren't, aren't getting the opportunity. And you have to question whether he's, he's got the intention to, to bleed them, to give them the opportunity, to let them try. Or if, again, is another manager who puts them there purely to tick, tick the homegrown box. Yeah, I mean, you look on look ahead to, to Saturday, for example, and um, you, I, I don't, I'm not sure if you know when, when Benny is due to return, but you sort of look at the... The defence, and now obviously we're going to be missing O'Driscoll for a, for a game, uh, and we're, we're going to be struggling for for defence, uh, you know, defenders now. So, um, you know, it, there's probably you know, you probably do feel for him a little bit. I mean, it's, it's the worrying thing is we're only nine games in, and uh, there's still a lot of games to be played, and you you, you this point you, you you expect you to be quite strong, um, you know, in 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 the you know in your squad, so. It's probably only going to get worse as time goes on. So are we quite ready for that? Probably not. But on the flip side, I'm going to say something which is quite strange. Obviously, we have been missing a couple of key players there. But team selection at the start of the game, I was actually relatively quite happy with. Um, and throughout the game, 
to me, the problem wasn't necessarily the, the play on the pitch. It was just literally down to the the way we'd set up and the way we were playing. That you know, the tactics, the the long ball, and the lack of um, you know creativity or the I think the instruction to go out there and be, be creative and play in a, in a certain way that that was more the issue more than the, the personnel tonight and, and that's even with um, you know a, a stretch squad so even even so we stood I still think from what we had on the pitch we still should have had enough to uh, to beat Barrow tonight the three five two cam that's clearly one of the main issues here isn't it and he's a relu- absolute reluctance uh, to change it because it showed you know even though it's annoying again because we go two goals down, we then change it to um, a four-four-two or a flat-back four, and then we actually get get up and go at Barrow for a little bit and and get ourselves back in the game, uh, get ourselves back in the game slightly. The three-five-two, it's gonna that's got to be his downfall, surely. These players and the way he wants them to play within that system just aren't capable of doing it for whatever reason, or just aren't doing it. No, it's something's not working and that's thing we've tried so many different systems and I think the only way that we could I'd say that we could really fix it is just go back to your basics and go 4-4-2 but it just seems so reluctant to do that or just playing players out of position and yeah these um, these COVID restrictions and, and isolation and all these red cards are just they're just piling <laughs> piling more and more issues on the squad and we, we just haven't got the I wouldn't necessarily say we've not got the depth, but I don't think we've got the quality. I just think we've lost too much and we've not replaced in the right way. Yeah, again, it's a, it's a massive issue there, isn't it? You know, a, a leadership thing um, tonight as well, uh, which was brought into question. And the defence really did seem exposed tonight, Nath, without Ryan Sweeney. I mean, he's going to be a big player too, miss, especially in that back line. Uh, you know, he's even though he's a, he's a young lad, he's... You know, yeah. You kind of look at the defense, and you probably say he's the, the first player you'd put in there, isn't he? So, and obviously he's captain when when Clark is out, and obviously Clark's out for a bit at the moment. So, um, you know, it, it was a blow to lose him. But uh, you know, I did, I did feel like we we could have still managed. You know, I didn't think it was the end of the world. But, um, I mean, well, I've been proven wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Keep your comments coming in. Let's talk uh, a little bit about the game and, and what we're missing uh, at the moment. Andy says, uh, GC seems to be asking the players to simply chase the ball. We see Charles Lee, Lapsley, Maynard, Cook chasing in bad areas and then being hopelessly out of position. Perch has been okay, but he's protecting our three uh, centre-backs. Uh, Callum says, it's sort of like the season uh, Evans spent and and put a good squad together, except he couldn't motivate and galvanise them. Every time I see Coughlin on the, the extremely zoomed-in camera, he stood there with his arms crossed looking sorry for himself. Um, Steve, Steve says, we are nearly a quarter of the way through the season and only four points. Just do the maths, it ain't good. Um, Steve, another Stephen says, we've been struggling all season for a defence, haven't we? Um Simon, our Simon says my boys can play better than some of those players and they're only two um, uh, Colin says Graham Cochran struggling to motivate himself uh, there was comments uh, as well about um, uh, I've seemed to have lost them on here now unfortunately about um, uh, the those were released in in the in the summer cam and obviously you know a big part of that was, was Christian Pierce, who has been the heart of our defence uh, for years and you know on paper, it looked like we, we'd done okay to 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 bring in like Faz Rawson and uh, a player with promise with 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 Mayo, but you, you just have to question. I hate having to look back and compare, but at the moment, there's no other way of doing it. We are missing that quality at the back, that spine. We have no spine to our team. There's no fizz. There's no fire. There's no drive, and that comes from the heart of your defence for me, and and that's a, a Big, big area which we lost when Christian Pierce was, uh, in my opinion, wrongly released. Yeah, 100%. And I think two others that, that knew how to, to dig in when they needed to was Neil Bishop and, and Alex McDonald. So the three players that had that fire and hunger in the belly and Nath stopped smirking, I can see. <laughs> but it's just them sort of players where you just need that lack of hunger. It's the sort of players that you'd, you'd be like, just get on with it and 
and and they would and they, they dig themselves out and some right holes. You looked at the games that we played last season. Look at um, uh, Cambridge away, for example. Really, really dogged and dog, dogged performance, and 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 really rose to the occasion. And it's just that we just that hunger and desire just isn't there. And that's from the players. It's from from the touchline it's just nobody's got that that desire and, and that passion and you could only see a couple of players doing that for example your your Andy Cooks your Kellen Gordons that are really really trying hard Harry Charsley another one's been impressive the last few games but it just as a whole it's just it's not enough the players aren't galvanised or anything you were trying to test me out to see if I, if I were listening I was listening so you uh, honestly I, th- I don't I think I always want to try and be slightly positive, and obviously, you know, we've we've got another big fixture coming up on uh, on Saturday to end the month, which will be our tenth game of the season uh, in Warsaw uh, at home. They will be a very, very, uh, very tough test. Um, of course, they um, or they have lost their first game. Uh, of the season uh, tonight and a bit of a, a downward spiral run from them um, presuming that he is still manager come Saturday I, I personally don't think uh, he will be to be honest I, I really don't see it um, but presuming he still is can he salvage this Nath is it salvageable or do you think it's gone beyond the point of repair for Graham Coughlin um Sitting here right now, it feels like he's gone beyond repair. But, um, you know, if he is going to be given more time, then I think we, starting Saturday, there has to be a win. But not that won't, for me, that's still not enough. It has to be a win followed up by another couple more wins. And that's, I think, the, the amount of, you know, the, the, vol- sort of the, the magnitude of the, the change we need to see. Um you know, it's that's how bad it's been, and and end of the day, uh, it's not going to be long before those teams around us start pulling away, and it's crazy because it's still so early in the season. But we say that it could very easily start getting a bit of a gap between us, and that's when you start to panic a bit more. Yeah, and the the issue is, Cam. You know, looking back to to last season when we got rid of John Dempster, we we'd come off the back of a really, really good season the season before, you know, all right, we missed out on automatic promotion on the last day of the season, horrible as that was. Then we lose in, in the playoffs on penalties, horrible as that was. Um, but, you know, all in all, it was a good season. There was progress being made and we were looking like we were turning the corner. And we all felt that, you know, with a bit of investment and a bit of a push, we could go again under the same manager. Then it all changes. Um, and in actual fact... John Dempster's first nine games as Mansfield manager, we actually pick up nine points. And compared to where we are now, that's absolutely miles ahead. And to think that this time last year, at the same stage of the season, not obviously this time last year as in time-wise because of COVID, but at this stage of the season, last season, to think that we were looking at, you know, giving him a little bit more time and sort of questions starting to be asked compared to now, you've got to, to wonder whether we made... I don't know. We did make the right decision in the end last year. I, I really don't know. It's it's. I can't believe I've so just it, pondered I, that. <laughs> every everyone's got their own opinion, and everyone's a football manager, and it's just ifs and buts, and we, we've got to look back and just say, have we got to hold our hands up? Say yes, we made we made a mistake getting rid of someone like Dave. Uh, did we maybe mistake make the mistake of letting John Dempster go too early? Was it a mistake maybe getting someone in too quickly after replacing him? Should it should have been maybe a game or so to to really have a look, see who's the right man, whatever. It's just no, I don't I don't think we're going to be able to get a short term fix. Even if we did get rid of Graham now, we st- it's still going to be. If the manager is out there, it's still going to take time to get a deal done, and it depends how how, how badly we actually need a a manager right now. And yes, we are dwindling down near the bottom, but yes, we have got time to turn it around if we get the right person in. I am sure that I will say this sentence again, um, but I'll, I'll say, "Oh, hello, Alfie." Uh, Alfie just popped up to say hello to Nathan there. Um, 
bit like that's it's nice having a podcast dog just pop in. Um there he is. Look, hi Alfie. Alfie <laughs> I'm gonna stop it now and wind him up. Um I, I'm sure I will say this sentence again. I think it, it's very much um a, a thing which we'll talk about if and when changes happen. But our next move in terms of how we go forward managerially, pre, you know, if there's a vacancy, has to be more considered than we've ever considered it before. It cannot be rushed. It cannot be rash. There has to be a recruitment process and it has to be uh, the right appointment to take us forward because at the moment it's just falling falling backwards. Keep your uh, comments coming in. Uh, Martin says the players are like headless chickens chasing shadows. What, uh, who should we do? What and who should we do? <coughs> I think what what should we do? I think is wield the axe. Uh, Stuart says no accountability. Callum says absolute hammering on Saturday with Hayden White nutmegging all eleven of our players and then tapping it into an open net. Um, Clive says I'm not a Graham Cochrane fan. I'm just um, not very keen on sacking managers in a reactionary way. Um, Jamie says for Graham Cochrane to stay, he needs to win every match now. Uh, Stuart says he's a dead man walking. Um, Roger says looks like we've become the Morecambe of uh, the league. Uh, years have gone by fighting for survival at, at this early stage. Um, uh, Andy says so. Is it the appointments that are wrong? Again, another um, uh, another uh, opinion, uh, one which we'll touch upon in a future show, I'm sure. Um, Stuart says financially he'll be okay as he gets paid up uh, what other job uh, can you get sacked for being absolutely and get paid off uh, Callum says Craig's just proposed the idea of if sacking Dempster was uh, a bad idea 2020 is a strange <laughs> year it is indeed I, I thought it as I said it to be honest but in terms of comparisons of points at this stage um, again it's just cost me so woeful now um, uh uh, Jamie says, is the mistakes we made appointing soft managers? Um, a deal may, Stephen says, a deal may have already been done a la Forest. Um, that's, I'm, I'm going to hope not, because like I mentioned before, I think we need to be a little bit more um, methodical uh, about things. Uh, Roger says, yes, it's an amazing merry-go-round of marriages. They fall and get paid off and then uh, get set on again. Um Paul says, manager, players are bone idle, unmotivated, uh, cruising it, same problems under Dempster. They aren't bad players, totally lacking in guidance in my view. With a respective squad like this, we need a manager who the players can look up to. Not sure Dempster or Cochrane offered this. Neither had any real credentials to take the club forward, uh, unfortunately. In retrospect, Cam, was it the right appointment or was it like we've perhaps into that at the time, replacing one inexperienced manager with a slightly more inexperienced manager? I mean, it's easy to say that now because we're doing absolutely diabolical, but uh, at the time we were all a bit sceptical. Um, I think, yes, it was definitely rushed, which maybe could have spent a little bit more time looking around because there were managers out there and we could have, maybe got a, a manager, a better quality manager a little bit cheaper because we had to pay, obviously we had to pay John off, um, then pay compensation to Bristol Rovers and then obviously had to pay, had to bring Joe Dunn in as well. So it's added up and it's, I think, yes, it maybe was the wrong decision, but now we've just got to suck it up and get on Thanks. with it and just, I didn't hear what you said then. <laughs> I, said, I said only maybe. Yeah, only I think maybe. hindsight is a is a wonderful thing. Out of interest, um, obviously it's now what uh, ten to um, has ten to ten no. has any post match been put no. out? <laughs> Nothing. No. Nothing. Last post was fifty minutes ago saying it was full time. Well, well, we've they, been here before though. <laughs> we we yeah, certainly we have. I think we were here. here. Saturday, weren't we? So, yeah, we'll have yeah. to wait and see. Um, although we did sort of say Saturday that tonight would perhaps be the make or break one. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, Nathan says enough is enough now. Things will get worse before they get better. And it's heartbreaking to see us like this. Immediate decision to be made. Um, and Clive says Neil Bishop and Jamie Maguire, joint caretaker managers. Um, and uh, Gav says give your head a shake, Clive. Uh, well, we'll certainly see uh, where things go. At this point, I would usually ask you to to think about a man of a man of the match. Um, 
I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that tonight because honestly, have you? Yeah. Go on then. Barrow goalkeeper he gave us a glimmer of hope. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he did. To be fair, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm not going to ask you for one tonight because I think it'd be uh, unfair. But um, I don't know. I yeah, I, I am lost for words. I am really, really struggling for words. Um. And it's very, very um, rare that that happens. I, I'm just bewildered at how bad it is actually going for us, and 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 just wondering where we're going, where we go from here. Um, what I will ask you is, you know, where we go on Saturday and how things uh, how things have to change. But I'll do that in a couple of minutes because first we need to take a little trip around Skybet League 2 and find out what else happened in the league tonight. So as the Stags lose 4-2 at home to Barrow tonight, we weren't the only side to concede four goals. Crawley beat Tramia 4-0 at home, whilst Bolton beat Bradford by a goal to nil. It also finished Carlisle 3, Morecambe 1 and Forest Green Rovers 1, Grimsby 0. The goalless draw between Harrogate and Stevenage. There was also a draw in the capital as Leighton Orient and Exeter City played out a one-all draw. Newport beat Colchester by two goals to one, uh, whilst it was the same scoreline at Vale Park where Port Vale beat Cheltenham 2-1. Same scoreline in Southend as well, they are the only other side other than us yet to win this season they were beaten 2-1 by Oldham Athletic and Cambridge were tuna winners away at Warsaw let's have a look at where that leaves things in terms of the league table Newport County go back top two points clear of second place Cambridge Forest Green occupy third place with 18 points from their opening nine games as for the Stags doesn't make good reading the League 2 table at the moment. The Stags are 22nd on five points. Scunthorpe United, who didn't play tonight due to having eight players test positive for COVID. Uh, they are in 23rd on four points. While Southend, the only other side not to win yet this season uh, in League 2, are rock bottom, having picked up just two points from the Skybet League 2 campaign. The Stags, as I say, in 22nd, with Warsaw to play on Saturday, who are in 14th place, although are in poor form with three draws and a loss from their last four games. Can the Stags turn it around? And will it be Graham Coughlin, the man in the dugout, to try and do it? So the Stags beaten 4-2 at home to Barrow tonight. Warsaw up next on Saturday. Um, massive, massive game, Nath. But if you were to put money um, on, uh, let's say you've, you've got a tenner um, to put on at the bookies, would your £10 be on Graham Cochran to be managing Mansfield on Saturday or to be registered with the Job Centre? If, um, if there wasn't, you know... If Carolyn John wasn't at the ground tonight, I'd probably say uh, I'd probably put it on the money of him being there. But them being there just giving that little bit of glimmer of hope that something uh, something is is looming and something is about to happen. So um, I, I I think um, I think his time's up. Cam, you've got a tenner. Where where's your money going? Oh yeah, definitely gone. Definitely gone. I don't, I don't think we really have much choice now. To be fair. No, I think uh, my money would would be on that as well. I think to give him more time, he will argue that he'd he'd be aggrieved. But I think to give him more time, with the way we're playing at the moment, and, and nothing changing tactically, would be a uh, very very um, bad move uh, on our our account. Thank you to everyone at home for all your comments uh, and shares and views tonight. It's been absolutely fantastic for for you uh, to get involved uh, with the show 
tonight. Who knows? Um, this time tomorrow, um, we or even before this, there may well be the emergency podcast notification flashing up. So I would suggest if you follow this page or you, you're new to this page, make sure you uh, follow the page and turn your notifications on for those live videos because um, if there is news, uh, we will be straight on Skype. We'll be joining up virtually and we'll be having uh, that conversation. We love a manager change special, don't we, Nate? We love it. Um, love's a bit of a strong word. <laughs> It depends, but I think we all love this one. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, that's pretty much it uh, for tonight. I know we didn't really touch upon the game too much. There wasn't really a lot to touch upon, really. Um, if we if we were to sum it up, um, played well for 30 seconds uh, and then went back to our usual fragile state of letting the opposition cut through us like a knife through melting butter. Um, then decided after going two, two goals down to play got a goal back and then thought, oh, we might get back in this and then reverted back to type. Yes, another red card cost us. Um, quick word on Aaron O'Driscoll, actually, because I think um, uh, there's potential that he might be made a, a scapegoat on certain forums and certain uh, websites, etc. Um, silly silly bookings, both silly bookings, Cam. Um, can't really fault him getting sent off. Um, inexperienced. It was his league debut. Uh, still a lot more to come from him though, and I just hope that you know he keeps his head up, doesn't dwell on it too much, and uh, when he gets his opportunity again, uh, takes it. Because for me, I felt he was a little bit thrown under the bus tonight. Because when we've seen him play previously in cup games, he's played in the centre of the three on or to the right of the three, gets plonked in Sweeney's position on the left of the three tonight, and you know has a bit of a torrid time to start off with, doesn't he? I, I felt a little bit sorry for him tonight. Yeah, especially being thrown in a game that we essentially we had to win. Um, because I like uh, Graham kept saying all oh, these next two games. It, it's never been about the next two games. It's always been about this game tonight and whether it actually saves his job and our season. So, I think it is very harsh to plonk him in the middle field uh, in the in the middle there. Yes, it had to be done. Did we have no cho- a choice about it? No, not really. Who else we're going to play there? So it, it is unfortunate. We yeah, should have gone. Back, we should have gone four at the back. Yeah, we we should. That's never gonna happen. I I totally agree, Ness. I think you're gonna go down the same road as me. Is that we should have started with that back four tonight, and uh, you know, if you're gonna bring O'Driscoll in, that's fine. But we need to, we needed to to have that protection there, and and sort of, you know, uh, make amends for, uh, for for Sweeney not being available. We had well, better options tonight tactically. For for me, I I don't. I'm not gonna blame O'Driscoll. You know, I, the end end of the day is. As, as you mentioned there, sort of um, you know, thrown into it. He hasn't really had that much uh, game time up to this point, so that's um, you know, a bit of a bit of a negative there. But when you're giving the opposition 60, 65% possession all the time and we're chasing them, yeah, you're going to start making rash rash tackles because he, he, you know, he's, they're desperate to get the ball back. But when you're defending not just as an individual but as a team like that, you're going to get individual errors like that. So that's why you know a young player like like him has ended up uh, picking up two yellow cards we can't have any complaints both were yellow cards yeah. and and it deserves to go but that's just because of how we were playing you know overall if if we kept the ball like Barrow did um you wouldn't we wouldn't have been chasing we wouldn't have had to make those fouls so that's where we went wrong it's not just O'Driscoll absolutely well I think that's the the, the place to end that obviously we'll uh, have to see a, a shuffle at the back um, on Saturday, the hand uh, will be forced slightly. Not quite sure when Mal Benning will be back available. I don't think it will be this uh, this weekend. Corey O'Keefe and Ryan Sweeney certainly will if um, we're following um, EFL guidelines, uh, of course. Um, horrible way to end tonight's show, um, but it would be, be wrong of us as supporters uh, to do this. You know, Mansfield Town is, is a club we all love. It's a, a club we all have passion for and we are... A community who always pulls together and uh, uh, we were saddened to hear today that actually one member of that community uh, is no longer with us. Here's the uh, official statement from the uh, club's website which was posted earlier today. Mansfield Town Football Club is deeply saddened to learn of the passing of Chris Wood, a member of the ground staff for 33 years. Chris, who was the longest serving volunteer at the club, passed away last night. He was aged 62. Chris removed litter and swept the car park and the ground at the One Core Stadium and in later years helped former kit manager Scott Merriman with the players' first team kit. Hedge groundsman Michael Merriman said, We're devastated to learn of Chris's passing. The news has knocked everyone for six. Simply put, he was a wonderful human being. 
He'll be greatly missed by everyone at the club, especially the ground staff. On a lighter note of remembrance, Michael said, Chris was well known for writing letters to the chairman and managers, telling them what he thought of their appointments and team selection. He'd write to the manager, telling them who they should be playing in the first team, especially when we weren't doing too well on the field. He added, we were lucky to have Chris at the club and can't speak highly enough of him. If the world had more people like Chris, it would be a better place. Chris's all-time Mansfield player, uh, favourite player was Chris Greenacre. Away from his volunteering at the Stags, he enjoyed woodwork at Dukeries College in Ollerton. The club sends its deepest condolences to Chris's loved ones at this difficult time and expresses its gratitude for Chris's immense service for the past three decades. Rest in peace, Woody. Uh, all of us here at Mansfield Matters would like to uh, echo that, um, of course. And, uh, you know, having seen Chris in and around the One Course Stadium, uh, he was a, a fantastic man who would always love to chat about the Stags and, and see how things uh, were going. Um, and with that, um, I don't think it's appropriate to play any outro music tonight. I think it's um, probably the best thing um, to leave it there, really. The Stags are back in action on Saturday against Warsaw. Um, we will see what happens in the uh, coming days in terms of the managerial situation. But sometimes little things remind you that football is sometimes more than just a game. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. From me, Craig Priest, from Cam Felton, from Nathan Edge, have a great evening. And Chris... Rest in peace. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.